The Cigar Dave Show podcast is presented by Diamond Crown. Sit back, relax, pour a drink, and light up a Diamond Crown as you begin the show with the general, Cigar Dave. This is CCRN, the Cigar Connoisseur Radio Network. Broadcasting from Humidor 1A in the Cigar City of Tampa, Florida, U.S.A. Welcome to the Cigar Dave Show, your weekly excursion into the world of cigars, spirits, and diversions. The cigar and pleasure-friendly hotlines are open. 877-DAVE-007. Now, fire up a cigar and pour yourself a cocktail. It's time for the General Cigar Dave. What a week it has been. My favorite breed of canine wins the Westminster Dog Show. The same breed that I have as my personal canine protector. Donald Trump shows major alphaness at his press conference. And of course, I have been savoring a libation that was given to me at the Tampa Alpha Pleasure Fest several weeks ago from my good friends at Jack Daniels. It is the Jack Daniels Gold. It is mucho magnifico. The way that a maple barrel-aged spirit should be, not the way Crown Royale did it with their maple. We have an action-packed show for you today, lieutenants. All alpha males rejoice. The Global Alpha Male is convening our weekly meeting front and center. Long Ash greetings and salutations. A Long Ash snappy salute, semper delictatio. Always pleasure. Long live the Alpha. Make America great again. Today we come to you from Davidoff of Geneva Store and Lounge in the Cigar City of Tampa. My pleasure to welcome my special co-host for the day. I should say my co-presenter, as they say in London, in the UK, Mick the Brit, who has extended his stay into the United States. By the way, Mick, you're not overstaying your visa, are you? Otherwise, we're no. going to have to round you up and deport you. No, no, but that special relationship that the president talks about and our prime minister talks about, I'm just here to enforce that, General. Absolutely, and we welcome you, of course, here to the United States. And, Mick, you were just reminding me that 19 years ago... This year, yeah. This year, I had you on to the Cigar Dave show for the very first time. yeah. Not this day, it was a little bit later in the year, but yeah, Mike, you, Mike position number two, you extended that place to me 19 years ago, and I've never looked back. Well, I do remember that the lovely Ms. Gitte, our call hostess, keeper of my harem, said, General, I have this gent from Britain who I met at doing some different shows, <laughs> <That's right>. and, <laughs> and she said, he loves your show, we'd like to come in. I'm like, sure, bring him in, no problem, I remember you coming in. But I don't remember when you actually, I remember you were at Charlotte with Colonel Bear, and you both came on stage. That was, that yeah. was a hoot. I remember seeing you at the bar, Mick. <laughs> I left for dinner, at the, and you were at the bar. I came back from dinner, you were at the bar. I came down for breakfast the next morning, you were still at the bar. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. And this morning when you came into Davidoff before we got ready for our, our show today at the, the stroke of noon, what did you ask for? What was your request in a coffee mug? He said, what do you want with it? I said, whiskey, please. No, you said I want whiskey 
with a splash of coffee. Oh, that was it, yeah. Exactly. You needed the fuel to get going. Yes. So, Mick the Brit, uh, 19 years, great to have you. And by the way, you're still recovering from the Alpha Pleasure Fest, correct? Oh, yes. That was fantastic. It really was. Well, let's talk about Donald J. Trump, the President and Commander-in-Chief of the United States of America. Now, on Thursday, he conducted a press conference. He displayed major alphaness. He toyed with the press. He was very relaxed. He went back and forth. This is what he did the entire election process. Throughout the course of 18 months, he would have press conferences. He would have back and forth with reporters. Nothing out of the unusual. And in fact, I would say that his ability to banter back and forth is what one of the reasons people liked him. He is open. He's natural. When I hear people say, well, it's not presidential. You have to be presidential. What is presidential? Because all I know is Barack Obama and George W. Bush and Clinton, let's see, is getting a BJ in the office presidential? Is being a wussified beta presidential? Is telling your secretary of state, and I love how Trump brought it up on Thursday, to take a plastic Office Depot reset button and give it to the Russian foreign minister? Is that presidential? No, that's goofy. That's right. Donald Trump has his own style. You may like it, you may not like it. Now, in front of me, Mick, I have the gift that Portuguese Princess Colleen gave to me. They are? <laughs> balls of steel. That is correct. The balls of steel that I carry with me all the time. Not Because I have nads of steel. Titanium, I believe. Titanium. Well, they're steel surrounded by a sheath right. of titanium. They are drink coolers with a cause. Actually, you, you put these in the freezer, mm -hmm. and they turn blue. No, I'm kidding. They don't <laughs> turn blue. <laughs> I've never experienced that. Only people who've told me, you know, my wife denied me sex tonight or my girlfriend, at which point I'm like, make a change in that department. Yes. That has never yeah. happened to me with the harem. But I love the fact Donald Trump is real. He is authentic. And that's what people like. Who doesn't like it? Well, the unabashed liberals. Yes. And they're not even liberals. I think they border on socialist anarchists. Who else? The, the media. liberal media. Yes. They don't like the fact because he has the audacity to be alpha and respond to them and put them in their place. And Chuck Todd, Chucky Todd, who tries to come off as an alpha male, had a tweet saying it's so un-American to go after the press. And I said, you know, it's un-American. He said it, 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 and I'll have to pull up that tweet to see exactly what it was. But the gist of it was it's un-American to go after the press. So an alpha male commander-in-chief should let the press attack him and rip him and not respond back? I'm sorry. That's for a beta commander-in-chief. An alpha male, an alpha male-in-chief will stand there, and if you're going to be attacked, you are going to reply. Now, Sergeant Steve, thank you, Steve. This is not a laughing matter, he says. I'm sorry. Delegitimizing the press is un-American. Sergeant Steve, if you would do Actually, I've got my phone right here, so I'm going to pull up my response to that tweet because it was very appropriate, I believe. Just while you're looking at that, General, I have yeah. a reservation about that. Go ahead. Well, the thing is, is that, you know, the press really should be there with journalists, not opinionists. The press should be there to hold the president or the government to account. Absolutely. I have no problem with that. But if you come back and bash them, are they going to be frightened in the future of doing that and therefore no. later on? No, this press enjoys bashing. And this is what I found about the press. I agree the when moment, they yeah. say that if you look at Barack Obama... They fawned all over him in press conferences. I remember one New York Times reporter, who's now with one of the networks, stood up and said, Mr. President, can you tell us the joys, the highlights of your first 100 days? 
what, what, what you felt on the inside? And I'm thinking to myself, <laughs> this is a question. But yet, Donald Trump takes every question head on. They don't like the answer. But nonetheless, he sat there and took it and kept going and, and asked to questions from a multitude of people. Yeah. Now, this is what one of the great comments I, I tweeted out. POTUS Trump, upon learning reporter, is from BBC News. Quote, another beauty, just like CNN. And my response was priceless. But this is what Chuck Todd said again. This is not a laughing matter. I'm sorry. Delegitimizing the press is un-American. My reply, and I retweeted this, I'll wipe the smirk off my face immediately. I was totally BSing about that. <laughs> but the impartial media delegitimized themselves long ago with their biased liberal slant. And when I see Zika and Morning Schmo on PMS NBC going <laughs> after President Trump, they did the same thing during the campaign. And then all of a sudden they wanted to rush down to Mar-a-Lago to be his best friend. But now they bash him. And then they have Donnie Douche, who's on there, who has no legitimacy whatsoever. If you want stories about him... I've got plenty of stories. My sister and people in New York oh, really? that see him. Oh, plenty. He's a lightweight. Donnie Douche. Very appropriate name for him. Oh, that is his name. I thought Donnie Deutsch being... is his name. Oh, I call okay. him Donnie Douche. Yeah. It's a more appropriate name. Sure. Total beta. <laughs> but the fact is, is that all these enemies of alphas, because that is exactly what they are, would bash if President Trump announced tomorrow that he has led a team that has found a cure for cancer. Do you know what they would do? They wouldn't say... Outstanding work, Mr. President. That is excellent. Outstanding. What a major achievement. They would say, well, the way the president announced it on Twitter, or his tone when he announced it in his press conference, yeah. Yeah. or he, he gave himself a pat on the back, or he didn't give enough credit to others, they would find the slightest item and nitpick. Yeah. And here we've got a commander-in-chief that has nads of steel, that is a true alpha, and the media is intimidated by that. And I say to the president, bravo. Keep doing what you're doing because the people that elected you in the key states that represented a majority of the electoral college want a president that's going to go in and drain the swamp. And I say we have a major issue when we have a submersive shadow government from within, the intel community that is trying to undermine the appropriately and correctly elected commander-in-chief and president of this country. That is what you would see in Russia, in the Soviet Union, in Cuba, in Venezuela. We don't see that in the United States, but let that be a warning. And any reporter ought to be very, very concerned, because if they're going to eavesdrop on the future head of the National Security Council, then I can tell you they're going to do it on reporters and individuals. And every reporter says, oh, we have to, we're worried and concerned about privacy. They ought to be shivering. A shiver should go right down their spine after what took place with these leaks. And President uh, Trump needs to get in there with his people and eradicate it, excise it, and eliminate it. Fire those people, get rid of them, because there's going to come a time when they're going to sub really be submersive or, 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 or go after a very going to be something very diplomatically sensitive, and they're going to leak it out. And it is going to damage the United States. More so than the president, it's going to damage national security. And those people that take an oath to uphold national security are violating national security. They ought to be found. They ought to be convicted and tried for treason and executed if they are found guilty 
End of discussion. Take that one to the bank. Lieutenants, we will come back. Got another story. A wife decides she wants to leave her husband because of something he did. And it involves the current president of these United States. I am the global alpha and the global general with nads of steel surrounded by a sheath of titanium. We will continue around the corner. Download the Cigar Dave mobile app for Android, Kindle, and iOS so you can listen to the general anytime, anywhere. The Cigar Dave mobile app is presented by Diamond Crown. Search Cigar Dave in the App Store today. It's an exquisite day here at the Jensen Estate patio overlooking the 13th green. And we're underway. Jim Jensen has chosen his favorite stick. The Diamond Crown Number no. 4 by J.C. Newman. See the way he holds the cigar, Tom? Mm -hmm. Excellent balance and heft. Ooh, he's eyeing the silky Connecticut Shade Wrapper. Fermented twice for the smoothest, richest flavor. And hand-rolled by the Fuente family with a blend of six to seven distinct Dominican and Caribbean basin tobacco leaves. Each lovingly aged for at least five years. Oh, now Jensen's lighting up the Diamond Crown. He's got a precision burn, Tom. Mm, those highly complex flavors with hints of dark chocolate really deliver, Bill. Yes, like all cigars in J.C. Newman's premium diamond crown line. That'd be the highly rated Maximus and the Julius Caesar. Ah, now Jensen's settling in, rolling the rich smoke through his nose. Look at the satisfaction on his face, Bill. Oh, a thing of beauty, Tom. Experience the premium diamond crown brand by J.C. Newman at select retailers or Diamond Crown Lounge near you. Find us on Facebook at J.C. Newman Cigar Co. or visit diamondcrown.com. As a cigar connoisseur, one of the pleasures that we derive is walking into our retailer's humidor and seeing the latest and greatest in the world of cigars. Nine years ago, I had the idea that I wanted to share great cigars with the cigar lieutenants. So... The Officers Club was born. Every month, you will receive three fantastic premium cigars direct to your door, shipped in a very dapper Officers Club customized Ziploc cigar pouch. $22.95 per month gets you the latest and greatest in the world of cigars. No long-term contracts. You can cancel whenever you want. You enjoy great cigars right to your door. Names like Perdomo, Diamond Crown, Brickhouse, San Latano, Rocky Patel, Torano, CAO, Avo, Camacho, Greycliff, and many more. Join the Officers Club today. Go to CigarDave.com, click on Officers Club, and for $22.95, you'll get the latest and greatest in the world of cigars. At the Cigar Dave Show, there are several things we really like in a Washington bureaucrat. Uh, embalming fluid? A wooden stake through the heart? Well, I guess after those two things, you really don't need the rest. I cannot agree with voice talent, Ed, strongly enough. Bureaucrats, enemies of America, intel leakers. All should suffer a stake, a dagger through the heart. Now, Mick the Brit, before the break. Sir. I mentioned that a wife left her husband. Now, did the man cheat on the wife? Did he have drinking issues, drug issues? Did he beat her? No. Gail McCormick 
a retired People's Republic of California prison guard, left her husband of 22 years and decided she could no longer stay with her husband because he voted for President Donald J. Trump. Uh. She and her husband were at lunch uh, last year, and he said while they were talking about the election that he planned to support Trump. Now, McCormick, who calls herself a Democrat leaning towards socialist, that's not a Democrat, that's being a socialist, said the announcement was a deal breaker. Now, this is 22 years. Are you telling me they've never spoken politics in 22 years? And for her, after 22 years of supposedly marital bliss, to say, you're voting for Donald Trump, I'm going to divorce you? If I were him, I'd say, sweetheart, call yourself a cab for a one-way ticket out of my life and out of town. Bye-bye. I have a theory. She's cheating on him with a Democrat. Could be. Could be. And by the way, would, could you, have you ever seen a good-looking Democrat? I mean, think of all the women. I want you to think about this for a second. Nancy Pelosi. Ugh. Debbie Brillopad-Schultz. Uh, I'm trying to think. Uh, what's her name from, from... There are two senators from Wisconsin. Or, uh, correction, from Washington State. Not attractive. Not good. Not good. I, Not good. Maxine Waters. <laughs> Scary. Uh, I'm trying to think of some of the other ones going through some of the other. There's honestly, how about that one? There's that, that Rose Deliato, De, Deloro from Connecticut. See, Sergeant Steve, pull that up. Pull that up. If you ever see as a, I'm telling you, I think it's Congresswoman Rose. I think her name is Deloro. She is a freak show. Yeah. Uh, and it's all the venom that's flowing through their veins. That's well, what's making. Well, no, there is no such thing as an attractive female Democrat. There, think of think of the National Organization of Ugly Women, Unattractive Women that can't get laid. Yes, that's really what it boils oh, down yeah, to. Yeah. It can't get a man. Is there any one of those? Gloria Steinem, even the current uh, the gals that, that that run it. Can you name any one where you look and say, you know, they're very attractive. I do her. I bang her. Or I go four. Not one. There she is. Now, we're going to tweet out and, and post on social media pictures of her. She wears some of these cockamamie glasses, and her hair's got purple and green. Uh, and She's a freak show. Yes. But this woman, after 22 years, said, it totally undid me that he could vote for Trump. I felt like I'd been fooling myself. It opened up areas between us I had not faced before. Like what? He has a brain and she doesn't? I realized how far I had gone in my life to accept things I would never accepted when I was younger. And she maintained she never considered leaving her husband before the announcement. And a poll conducted between the end of December and mid-January reveals that 16% of people had dropped communications with friends or family because of the election. A New York Magazine article claimed that the author's libido was a casualty of the election. She said in the article, I've never been less horny in my post-puberty life than I was the week after Donald Trump won the presidency. Like most progressive people, I felt a lot of things that week. Sorrow, terror, rage, disbelief, hopelessness. She said, I've had sex once since the election. I wonder if batteries were involved. Yes. But I kicked the guy out immediately. I just can't right now. The election soured men for me more than they already were. Ah! So there we have the truth. Uh, we have a feminist 
taxocrat, a socialist dem who was soured on men. This was way before Trump. And if you look at most of these female Democrats, these are women that have issues with men. They don't like the fact that men, first of all, what it really boils down to is these women are not attractive. They're not pretty. They don't know how to doll themselves up. People always ask me, Mick, you ask me all the time, General, what, what, what is, what's your type? And it's very simple. Beverly Hills, va-va-voom, glamorama, blonde hair, big boobs. Yeah. Major rackage and stackage. Ample décolletage. Big word, Mick. Décolletage. Décolletage, yes. yes. Lovely to look at and lovely to say. Now, uh, no, more than that, my friend. <laughs> more than that. But these are women that pride themselves on looking feminine and pride in their appearance. And if you look at most female Democrats... If you look at most of the women, not most, all of the women that belong to the National Organization of Women and all these activists like the people that were at that women's rally that were going up and causing a, a major storm that were all apoplectic, they don't take pride in their appearance. They're unattractive. They don't wear makeup. They're not sexy. They're not feminine in any way, shape, or form. And there are some of you that are female Democrats, and if you are attractive, then please email me, CigarDave at CigarDave.com. Or post a picture at Twitter, at Cigar Dave Show, or Facebook.com slash Cigar Dave, or on Instagram, Cigar Dave. Go ahead, prove me wrong. Prove me wrong. But I doubt I will be proved wrong. I doubt I will receive one picture or email from an attractive Democrat, female Democrat, because they don't exist. Why? Because first of all, they're unhappy. They're miserable with themselves. They're miserable with the world around them. They're angry at men. And so consequently, when you are angry from the inside, it projects to the outside. Exactly. And you see them. They're wearing their Birkenstocks. They're wearing their tie-dye shirts. They're eating their vegan meals. There is no such thing as an attractive Democrat. Very quickly, General, do you know what my type of favorite woman is? <laughs> uh, anything with two legs, <laughs> two boobs, say, and a mouth. No, any woman that's breathing and has got a heartbeat. <laughs> Mick, we have to elevate your standards, my friend. Roger. So that is my opinion. I guarantee there's some people out there listening that are tuning in saying, oh, I can't believe he said it. Well, this alpha male has been politically incorrect for a long time. I maintain that I tell the truth, whether you like it or not. You may find it controversial. I find it opinionated and honest. And that's what we deal with on The Cigar Dave Show. This alpha male, in no way, shape, or form, apologizes for being truthful, for being honest, for being direct. And don't mistake my confidence for arrogance. The General is always on Twitter. Delivering breaking news. Giving you the latest intel on cigars. And battling the enemies of pleasure. Chat with The General now at Cigar Dave Show. In 1964, Jose O. Padron began rolling cigars bearing his name in modest surroundings with one guiding principle, always focus on quality, never on quantity. 
Nearly 40 years later, Padron cigars are recognized for their superior taste and majestic construction. The result of Padron controlling all aspects of the cigar making process, including planting their own seeds, growing and curing their own tobacco, and constantly supervising the rolling room. To Wall Street, it is called vertical integration. To the Padron family, it's called making great cigars. The Padron lines include the Padron 1964 Anniversary Series and the Padron Traditional line. All Padron cigars are wrapped in Nicaraguan sun-grown Habano tobacco, available in natural or maduro. Experience Padron. For your Padron retailer, call 1-800-453-5635. When Padron is on the band, quality is a matter of family honor. Surgeon General Warning. Tobacco use increases the risk of infertility, stillbirth, and low birth weight. With an unlimited and secure supply of pleasure sticks available for the general to enjoy, it's time for National Cigar Litation Maneuvers. Last Sunday, I attended the memorial service for Elaine Newman, the matriarch of the J.C. Newman family, mother of Bobby and Eric Newman, who passed away at the age of 95. It was a wonderful service. Bobby spoke very well. Eric spoke very well. A friend of hers spoke. Everybody spoke extremely well, sharing some great, memorable, funny stories. And she was feisty. She was energetic. She was very elegant. And afterward, there was a wonderful reception. Many people attended, including Carlito Fuente and Cynthia Fuente of Arturo Fuente Cigars. And I spoke to Carlito for several minutes, and he pulled out a cigar and gave it to me, a very special cigar. It is the Arturo Fuente Don Carlos Eye of the Shark. Now, when Carlos Fuente Sr. turned 80 years old several years ago before his passing, it marked the 30th anniversary for his eponymous brand, the Don Carlos. In fact, the Don Carlos, I would say, is probably my favorite of all the Arturo Fuentes. More favorite than the Hemingway, and I love the Hemingway. More favorite than the Fuente Fuente Opus X, their double Chateau and Chateau series. I love the Don Carlos, always have. Beautiful Cameroon wrapper, Dominican filler and binder, exceptionally smooth. And to celebrate when Carlito, or Carlos Fuente Sr. turned 80, they released two cigars, the Don Carlos Private Reserve and the Don Carlos Eye of the Shark. The Eye of the Shark is a smaller version of their popular shark size, and this measures five and three quarter inches in length with a 52 ring gauge, or 52 64ths of an inch. And it's got a very unique shape because it starts out as a rounded bellicoso tip but transforms into a square box press foot. Feels great in the hand. It is very, very unique. It was launched several years ago, and this particular cigar is available in limited numbers, made in the Dominican Republic at Tabacalera e Fuente Isia. I don't tell you what the wrapper, the filler, the binder is, but I believe this is a Cameroon wrapper. And I also believe that it's Dominican 
and uh, a Honduran, correction, Dominican filler and a binder. And I believe that there may be even some Nicaraguan, but they do not say. But it is a fabulous cigar, exceptionally smooth. It was launched October of 2015. Suggested retail is in the $14 category, and this is a beauty. I've had several of them. Anything from Arturo Fuente is fantastic, but when Carlito Fuente gives it to you personally, it's that much better. Cigar-altering and highly sharpened leaf-exposing device. Self-sharpening double-edged stainless steel guillotine ready to go. And, of course, at after the memorial service for Elaine Newman, outside on the patio where the reception took place, there were about 30 of us smoking cigars, and of course, to her memory, and that's only appropriate. That's exactly the way she would have wanted it. No question about it. Maximum BTU flame-throwing and heat-producing apparatus. Well, you can see the flame on this special cigar, Dave, research and developmental litation device. Looks like a hand grenade in terms of the feel. In fact, what I'd like to do is take this and launch it right up the tuchus of the Intel leakers who uh, released classified Intel material in violation of federal law. I'd like to just stick it and light it. This would go up about four inches right up their tuchus, if you know what I mean, and they'd be they'd be eviscerated in about 30 seconds, probably sooner. Cigar, Cigar pre-lightation checklist complete. No faults detected. Area clear of all enemies of pleasure. Approval to go throttle up in three, two, one. And by the way, Mick, I know you know what tuchus means. I do. And I know, Tommy, you know what tuchus yes, means. I do. But for those of you that don't, that is the Yiddish word for ass. <laughs> so I want to make that. And it's not tuchus. It is tuchus. Tuch. There is a correct way to pronounce it. It's not chutzpah or chutzpah. It's chutzpah. Chutzpah. I remember Dana Perino on the five. Uh, she was on, I think, the five. Well, she's on the five. But she was on with, I think, Megan Kelly at the time and said, talking about somebody and said, you know, that really took a lot of, and she stumbled and said, chutzpah. No, it's chutzpah. Use the Yiddish correctly. Anything you have on Yiddish, just let me know. I'm happy to correct the pronunciation. So I will now take the cutter. I lost my place there, Sergeant Steve. Thank you for reminding me. I went on a tangent. It happens now and then. I will cut the end of this Arturo Fuente, Don Carlos, Eye of the Shark. I will toast the foot of this magnificent-looking cigar. And Tommy... Tommy Diadio, Tommy D, the Vice President of Spirit Procurement, as well as General Manager of the Davidoff Store here in the Cigar City of Tampa. When you look at the foot, you don't think it's a 52 ring gauge. No. This looks like about a 60 ring gauge yeah. because of the square press. Yes. Very unique. So let me toast the foot of this. Mick, I know that you are taking your first few puffs, taking my time here. And again, we want to take our time. And I'll tell you what I think I'm going to do tonight for entertainment after the harem. I am going to rewatch Donald Trump, President Trump's press conference, light a great cigar, and have a great libation because I will tell you it was thoroughly entertaining. Enjoyed every second of it. I will puff and rotate. Great draw. Great taste. Mm. Wow. Mm. Gently blow on the foot of the cigar, even amber glow. My cigar, my Don Carlos, Eye of the Shark is properly lit. Magnificent. Tommy, big seller for you. They sell out probably in one day. Yeah, you don't have them often. No, they come out twice a year right. usually, and sometimes once a year. That's it. Mm. Fantastic. 
very smooth. And I know Cynthia Fuente, who resides here in the Cigar City, she's here often. So you get special access, Tommy. Yes, I do. Special gifting. That is correct. <laughs> All right, we shall continue. Scotch, bourbon, and beer commence thirst-quenching libationary maneuvers. At the Cigar Dave Tampa Alpha Pleasure Fest on the flight line two weeks ago, Jerry Alexander, the director of marketing for Brown Foreman, Florida, which is the distillery that distills Jack Daniels, had a special gift for me. When I was up selecting my barrel that we sold through ABC Wine and Spirits uh, about a year and a half ago, I was at the distillery and had a chance to sample some very unique products, many products that are only available for the export market, including some that are not even available yet that are in the development stage. And the master distiller, Jeff Arnett, gave me about eight samplings of various different libations. And one of them was the Jack Daniels number 27 Gold, not the number seven, the number 27 gold double-barreled Tennessee whiskey. And I said to him at the time, I said, Jeff, this is my absolute favorite. I love the Gentleman Jack. I mean, I like everything Jack Daniels makes. Don't get me wrong. Even the regular Jack Daniels old number seven. But this Jack Daniels number 27 gold is extremely unique. Now, first of all, it is twice charcoal mellowed. Now, the normal Jack Daniels, They take the spirit and they put it through a charcoal mellowing process. It goes through giant vats of charcoal. They make their own charcoal. They take maple wood and they toast it on fire and it becomes charcoal and they allow a slow drip process. It takes about eight hours, eight, 10 hours for the Jack Daniels to go from the top to the bottom. And what that does is you have to remember that the majority of whiskey or bourbon in America, primarily Tennessee whiskey and American bourbon, must be 51% corn. Jack Daniels is around 70, 72% corn. Corn has oils. This removes a lot of the oils, the impurities, and it smooths it and mellows it out. Now, for the Gentleman Jack, they do that a second time. They do the same thing now for the Jack Daniels number 27 gold. It's the regular Jack Daniels. They put it through a mellowing process. They then put it into barrels, maple barrel. They put it into to golden-hued maple barrels for a very rich, warm finish. And then what they do is they put it through a secondary mellowing process, charcoal mellowing process, and the result is a Tennessee whiskey that is smooth, that is delightful, that is so balanced with just subtle notes of maple. So I have just poured some into the snifters. Gentlemen, let us all say cheers. 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 And I'm going to take a sip. First, the aroma is off the charts. Magnificent. I'm going to take a sip. Mm. Mm. On the CDWF, the exclusive Cigar Day, the warm factor scale, this is a four. Not a lot of warmth, but on the smoothness scale, it is a 10 plus. It's fantastically smooth. And... It's got great legs as well, as, 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 as they say in the industry, where you swirl it around the glass, you look for it to dissipate. It takes quite a while before the hams. Then, you know, it's quality. And it's got a great rack, too, in addition to the legs. <laughs> Tommy, what do you think? Actually, this is very approachable. Women can drink this. This, this, is, this is my favorite yes. by far. Now, Jerry gave me a bottle. Now, it comes in a magnificent gold box with a black tab. You open 
the box, and the bottle resides in here. And this looks like the Sinatra bottle, the, uh, right. Frank, the Sinatra Century and the Sinatra Select. And you open it up, and it talks about a little description on it, and then it is secure in the, in the box. It's got a felt backing, and you open it up, and it is magnificent. By far, this is my favorite. I think it retails for about $46. Tommy, you know I love Crown Royale, but I like Jack Daniels better. Now, when Crown Royale came out with their maple finish, I thought this is going to be like the Woodford Reserve uh, special signature that they come out with every fall that's going to be finished in maple barrels. I buy a bottle, I pour it, it tasted like drinking Aunt Jemima straight from the bottle, pancake syrup. Yeah. It w they basically flavored it, and to me, they destroyed the Crown Royale. Yeah. Jack Daniels did it right. There's nothing artificial in here. They put it in maple barrels for an extra finishing, and the result is super smooth magnificence. Yeah, Crown made that for the bacon fad when they, people were putting bacon in their drinks, so that's why that was made that way. But it's <laughs> terrible. Yeah. I mean, it, it, to me, if you are a whiskey connoisseur, you want subtle nuances of flavor. You don't mm -hmm. want it to taste like pancake syrup or bacon or any other type of added ingredient. This tastes exactly like the spirit, but with the subtle hints of the maple wood. It is indeed fantastic. Again, only available in the export market. Thankfully, I have special connections <laughs> at Jack Daniels because I can tell you this is now going to be my favorite Jack Daniels. This is going to be my regular spirit of choice. And I will tell you, this to me would go with a mild, medium, or full-flavored cigar. And what I love about it, it, again, Tommy and Mick, it is so approachable that you can have it any time of day or night, straight up, neat. You want to put it on the rocks, fine. But to me, this is just so smooth, almost as an after-dinner aperitif instead of cognac. Yeah. This, to me, fills the bill. It is splendid. Yeah, it is. And if they ever release this in the United States, which I believe they will, this will be a huge seller. Why is, it, why is it for export only? Good market? question. I don't know. Yeah. I don't know. There are some products, there are some, some cigars that are available only for the duty-free or the export markets. I don't know why that is. I think they get a higher amount, so maybe they feel that in the foreign markets, people are willing to pay a premium. But I'll tell you, in the United States, people sample this, they will absolutely pay yeah, double sure. than yeah. the regular jet. No question about yeah. it. They well, actually make stuff just for duty for these contracts. There's stuff for the U.S. that they can't get. It's vice versa. They started their own niche markets with this. Right. Okay. The Jack Daniels number 27 gold double-barreled finished in handcrafted maple barrels. Outstanding. I give it an A++. This is my general five-star selection, not of the day, not of the month, not of the year, but of the decade. We will continue front and center from the Davidoff of Geneva store and lounge. Much more coming your way, fellow alphas. Stand by. The Cigar Dave Officers Club selection this month is a Rocky Patel sampler, including the Rocky Patel Decade. This cigar showcases a rare, gorgeous Sumatra wrapper and a secret binder and filler blend. The Rocky Patel Decade is a rich and toasty, medium to full-bodied smoke with flavors of espresso, dark chocolate, and white pepper with a silky smooth finish. Not a member of the Officers Club? Get premium cigars shipped directly to you every month by signing up today at Cigar Cigardave.com.
America is under attack. Basic freedoms, privileges, and acts that we would normally take for granted are disappearing each day, including the simple ability to enjoy a cigar. This is Glenn Loop, Executive Director of Cigar Rights of America, CRA. At a time when elected officials should be thinking about education, public safety, and creating jobs, they are actually thinking about smoking bans, new taxes, and regulations of historic proportions on premium cigars. The cigars that provide us with pleasure, relaxation, and fellowship are under attack. We have to stop it. That's why Cigar Rights of America was created, to work for a new political day for cigar enthusiasts across America, to roll back restrictive laws and defeat onerous taxes and regulations that impact everyone from your local cigar shop to your personal humidor. For the price of a few great cigars, be a part of this effort to protect your right to enjoy a cigar without excessive taxation and cumbersome legislation. Go to CigarRights.org. Let's tell the government we've had enough. Join now, CigarRights.org. The brand new Cigar Dave mobile app for both iPhone and Android devices is finally out. If you go right now, either to the iTunes store or the Google Play store, search for Cigar Dave and download our brand new app. It allows you to listen to the show live on your mobile device. You can listen to all of our podcasts. The last 10 podcasts are always available. Cigar Dave Daily Briefings. Additionally, it gives you direct access within the app to our Twitter page, our Facebook page. We also have the ability for you to call the show during the show right from the app, as well as send me a text message and an email. We also put in a couple of bonus items. You can get a weather uh, uh, alert as well as an alarm clock. It is the brand new Cigar Dave mobile app. You can listen to the Cigar Dave show anytime, any place, anywhere. Go right now to the iTunes Store or Google Play Store and download the brand new Cigar Dave mobile app. Cigar, check. Steak, check. Adult libation, check. Hot stacked dame with nag feature disengaged, check. Proceed with Cigar Dave Pleasure Maneuvers. I cannot emphasize enough the importance of deactivating the nag feature in your dames. Upon acquiring a new dame or new addition to the harem, it is imperative the first thing you must do is disengage the nag feature Make sure it never rears its ugly head. And as an alpha, make sure that you specify that your house, your car, your lounge, your grilling area is a nag-free zone and a noose-free zone. No noosing, no nagging. Right, Mick the Brit? Absolutely, General. And uh, I'd also um, recommend looking for the mute button sometimes. <laughs> or the Outstanding, that's right. Yeah. Got to have the mute button. Yeah. Absolutely. In fact, sometimes you got to just... Use the main power switch and just kill. <laughs> just turn it off. Just turn it off, and that's it. If life would be that simple, oh. it would be great. All right, Tommy Diadio, the general manager of the Davidoff of uh, Geneva Store and Lounge in the Cigar City, as well as the VP of Spirits Procurement for all of the Corona Cigar stores and lounges. Some interesting cigar news. Now, when I started this show 22 years ago, one of the cigars that I loved at the time, very popular, that was mild with notes of sweetness, even maple, was the Temple Hall Estates made by General Cigar. Do you remember that cigar, yeah. Tommy? That was fabulous. 
And somewhere along the line, General Cigar discontinued that, that particular brand. It was made in Jamaica, then they transferred to production over to their Dominican factory, and then it just kind of lost its luster in the market with the cigar renaissance. But one of the things we are seeing now is with the FDA regulations, you have to have what's called a grandfathered blend or brand. So based upon a certain date going back, I think, nine years ago, I think it's February of 2009. Uh, is it 2007 or 2009? It's one of those dates. Seven. 2007. Yeah, I can't. There are all these different dates now that are cropping up. But February of 2007, if your brand was already on the market, had a blend, then you didn't need to go through a testing process and an FDA process. So what we're seeing now is all these companies, General Cigar, Altadis, J.C. Newman, they're all bringing back these grandfathered brands that they have that are now worth something. And one of the brands that General Cigar is bringing back is Temple Hall Estates. It is part of their FTC Heritage Series, which includes modern takes on the Bolivar and the Ramon Ionis brands. Now, Temple Hall is named after the Temple Hall Factory, a Jamaican cigar factory that was established in 1876. People forget, Macanudo Temple Hall made in Jamaica before the Dominican Republic. The factory was acquired by the Cullman family, who previously owned General Cigar in 1969, Ramon Cifuentes, whose father acquired the Partagas brand in the early 1900s, oversaw the factory, which also made, as I mentioned, Macanudo after he left Cuba. It stayed open until 2000, so it stayed open for about the first five, six years of the cigar boom when they shuttered production, everything moved to the Dominican Republic. There were some political issues. There were some cost issues. But the new Temple Hall Estates, four-size line, uses a Connecticut shade wrapper, which was on the previous brand, a Mexican San Andreas binder, which is currently on the Macanudo, San Andreas Mexican fillers, as well as Piloto Cubano from the Dominican Republic. Three primings of Piloto Cubano, Volado, Seco, and Lajero, meaning the top the middle and the bottom primings. And Lajero is the, is the fullest, Volado the mildest, Seiko is medium. It will come in, as I said, four different sizes, ranging in price from $6.99 to $8.49, and it starts shipping next month. And Tommy, I'm sure you'll be carrying this, but the Temple Hall, the original, off the charts. Yeah, they used to do uh, Royal Jamaican back then, too. Royal Jamaica, which yeah. was correct. Royal Jamaica was owned by Consolidated Cigar yeah. and distributed by Lane Limited. And it's interesting you bring that up because Lane Limited, which was based in Atlanta, had their production for the Dunhill, mm-hmm. the Monte Cruz, and the Royal Jamaica. Those were three very big brands going back to around 92, 93, 95, up until about 2000. Well, the Dunhill brand is going to be disappearing. Yeah. British American Tobacco, which owns the rights to D- the Dunhill brand, and it's really bounced around. After Lane Limited was acquired by another company, it went dormant, and then they brought back the Dunhill with Tarano Cigar. They made a new cigar called the Dunhill Sign Range mm-hmm. from Nicaragua, which was excellent. Then they came back with the original Dunhill made in the General Cigar Factory. General Cigar took over distribution, but it never was the same. It lost its cachet. It was a great cigar made by Consolidated. You could buy those in the Dunhill men's stores across the world. Yes. It was fantastic. Great cigars. And you hit it. The Royal Jamaica was a beautiful medium-bodied cigar. The Monte Cruz Mm -hmm. was a great cigar. And then you had the Dunhill. And the Dunhill 
is being discontinued. British American Tobacco is buying American tobacco giant Reynolds America for $49 billion. Part of the process, they are discontinuing the Dunhill cigars and pipe tobacco. So if you like those Dunhill cigars, you better grab them. It's going to be discontinued over the next year. But those were, back in the day, Tommy, those were outstanding yeah. cigars. And it's really a shame that those original brands are going by the wayside. General Cigar, no word of General Cigar, which has been distributing them, if they will acquire them. But that would not surprise me. Yeah. But great cigars, no question about it. And there's something very regal and noble about the Dunhill menswear. You'd walk in, it was a very refined menswear store. Absolutely. Mm -hmm. I can vouch for that in the Gentleman's District of London. And they used to have smoking lounges Mm -hmm. in the stores. I remember in Houston about 20 years ago going in. So it is a sad tale. Lieutenants, hour number one of the Cigar Dave Show in the Annals of History, hour number two of Alpha Male Pleasure Conversational Maneuvers next. The Cigar Dave Show podcast is presented by Diamond Crown. Sit back, relax, pour a drink, and light up a Diamond Crown. As you begin the show with the general, Cigar Dave. This is CCRN, the Cigar Connoisseur Radio Network. Broadcasting from Humidor 1A in the cigar city of Tampa, Florida. U.S.A. Welcome to the Cigar Dave Show, your weekly excursion into the world of cigars, spirits, and diversions. The cigar and pleasure-friendly hotlines are open. 877-DAVE-007. Now, fire up a cigar and pour yourself a cocktail. It's time for the General Cigar Dave. Well, in my not-so-humble estimation. Life is good right now. I have got my Arturo Fuente Don Carlos Eye of the Shark Cigar lit. Thoroughly enjoying that. It is paired up with a fabulous libation, the Jack Daniels Number 27 Gold double-barreled in mature maple barrels. It is ever so smooth. I shall take a puff. Mm. I shall take a sip. Ah, and I'm in the company of fellow Alpha's outstanding aroma of cigars wafting around me at the Davidoff of Geneva Store and Lounge in the Cigar City. I welcome you back to our number two of Alpha Male Pleasure and Conversational Maneuvers, Cigars, Spirits, Diversions, Dice, Dames. The Alpha Male Good Life continues unapologetically. And as always, we welcome you back. Do not forget to follow me on social media, Twitter, at Cigar Dave Show, Facebook, Cigar Dave, Instagram, Cigar Dave. You can get me 24-7, 365, and my personal favorite is Twitter. Or Mick, how do you say that? Just go ahead and say that. Twitter. Twitter. <laughs> Twitter. Or uh, some Londoners would say Twitter. They, Twitter. Twitter. They, Twitter. Just Twitter. Won't, they won't pronounce the T's in the middle there. Twitter. 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 Outstanding. And by the way, Mick, I am your royal presenter. You are, And you are my co-presenter along with Tommy D. Now, do your impression that you were, when you were talking to to Tommy, you're doing your New York accent for him. Yeah, we're just talking here, Dave. How you doing, Tommy? (laughs) (laughs) Hey, before we uh, continue, I do want to extend my best wishes for a speedy recovery to Steve Dumig, the big dog, who is the 
host of the uh, Afternoon Drive on 620 WDAE, the sports station in the Cigar City of Tampa. I've known Steve for over 22 years. He's been on this show. We've talked about golf. He is a uh, former golf pro. He is uh, one of the more renowned sports talk hosts, not only in Tampa, but in the United States. And uh, he has got a major health battle going on. But to Steve, I'm going to raise my glass and wish you all the best, Steve, from all of us here. And I know many listeners here in the Cigar City of Tampa that listen to me are also avid listeners of the Big Dog. Big Dog, we are thinking about you, and we want to see you back in the saddle very, very quickly. Now, something that is going to be coming back relatively quickly, beautiful naked women in Playboy. You'll recall... A while back, not that long ago, actually. About a year ago. Yeah, about, I was just going to say, about a year ago, Playboy made the announcement that they were going to eliminate nudity from the magazine. Now, at the time, I stated that Hugh Hefner, who's pushing 90, was not the alpha to be leading Playboy magazine. That I am the alpha, the alpha male with, I think, impeccable class, an impeccable eye for female beauty, that I would be perfectly willing to step into those shoes and carry on Playboy for the next 20 years. Agreed. I mean, there's nothing to dispute. It's undisputable. No, I mean, even, <laughs> even unattractive feminist Democrats can agree on that, that I unanimously should be the person making all those editorial decisions at Playboy because I espouse the Playboy lifestyle. Work hard. Enjoy yourself. Do not be apologetic about male pursuits, proud to be an alpha male, love hot women, love my diversions, all fits into the Playboy lifestyle that Hugh Hefner made popular so many years ago, over 50 years ago. Indeed, and I remember you recalling the story, David, when you was at college, you went to a Halloween party. That's correct. <laughs> and I went as Hugh Hefner. Hef I had, my, I had my, my robe. I had a beautiful burgundy velvet robe. And I had a nice shirt, I had an ascot, I had a pipe, and I had two females from my dorm that dressed as Playboy bunnies. And they were every party we went to, and everyone looked at me like, how the hell, that is the most creative thing I've ever seen. And I said, yeah. And I didn't have to put makeup on, I didn't have to put a mask on. And everybody walked in and said, it's half brilliant. And even back then, I had the shades of alpha male greatness at the age of 19. Exactly. Good memory, Mick. Outstanding. Now I know why you're colonel. There are questions, questionable times when I, I do every so often say, what was I thinking promoting him to colonel? But every so often you redeem yourself. Well, Hugh Hefner's son, Cooper Hefner, who now I believe is in his mid-20s, looks exactly like a young Hef. He announced that as of the March-April 2017 issue, by the way, they don't do 12 months anymore now. I believe it's six every, yeah. every other month. And that is a shame. Because I can tell you that when I was in high school, I remember I subscribed to Playboy, and I remember it came in the mail, and my mother came in a plain brown wrapper. <laughs> so my mother's like, oh, this cape, what is it? I go, that's my subscription to Playboy. And she looked and said, what? <laughs> <laughs> I said, the articles, I'm a refined yeah. gentleman. I have to have Playboy because they're great articles, and of course the women aren't bad. And she just kind of like shook her head and said, just make sure it comes in a brown wrapper. <laughs> <laughs> And don't leave it lying around. Yes. But I actually like leaving it lying around. Le like to leave it lying around because it made me feel like I was a mature alpha male. Even way back then when I was 16, 17. 
So now it's every other month. Now, I used to enjoy, you know, when it came every month. But now fully naked women will be featured in the magazine once again. Cooper Hefner said that removing the photos completely from the magazine was a mistake. Now, I could have told you that. You could have told them that. Anybody could have told them that. And they made the thing that, you know, today's younger millennial male doesn't want to see nudity. You look at, you look at uh, FHM. You look at Maxim. But those are different types of magazines. And I think that Playboy became less relevant because they didn't adapt to a younger market. It was stale. When you have a 70 or 80-year-old publisher and creative director who's picking the editorial content, he's not relating to a younger generation. And let's face it, he was the founder. He was the man behind it. Do you think any of his subordinates are going to say, Hef, we totally disagree, you got to go this way? Maybe they did, but they weren't going to push it. He was the founder. He was Playboy. Their attempt to increase magazine sales, appeal to a younger clientele, is over. It is, thankfully, it is done. Because when you think about Playboy, you think about lovely, luscious, naked women. Now, they're great articles. Some of the interviews over the years have been fantastic. But, Hef said, I'll be the first to admit the way in which the magazine portrayed nudity was dated, but removing it entirely was a mistake. He said, today we're taking our identity back. We're claiming who we are. The magazine has a, uh, the magazine will feature naked photos of the model Elizabeth Elam with the cover, big headline saying, naked is normal. Finally, now this is what's interesting. Newsstand sales were up over 28% with the removal of the news, but subscription sales fell 23%. Now I'm not privy to Playboy's financials, but clearly... By them saying, if you're up 28% newsstand, common sense would dictate you have a higher cost of sales. You have to transport the magazine. You have to take it back. There is, uh, the, the, the distributor gets a cut. The, the uh, retailer gets a cut. So clearly, 23% of subscriptions, that obviously was a major point in their decision-making process. After this um, rethink now, I'm predicting it won't be just sales going up. Showing. Bing. You are correct, Mick. That is correct. Some major wood will be going up as well. <laughs> no question about it. We're talking about maple wood. Who doesn't like some hard maple wood? Exactly. That's what I always say. Now, Hef's uh, son said that with his appointment to the creative officer position in October, it was going to be the first thing that would return. And he said that I have total confidence that Playboy will have its moment to appropriately reinvent itself. And when that day comes, he says, current leadership has been moved out. I will happily walk back into our offices and execute these blueprints for a better brand future. What's interesting is much of their revenue comes from licensing. The Playboy bunny, the, the Playboy head on many products is still very, very hot. So it's probably the Playboy bunny is probably one of the most identifiable trademarks in the world. But the magazine lost its cool. It lost its luster. Now, I think for nudes, you got to be edgy. You got to show a little bit more. Got to get some hotter dames. Not necessarily just the girl next to the plain Jane, girl next door. And I think the articles have to be more relevant to a younger clientele. Just a quick one. Yes. What, what about tattoos? What about them? On dames. In the magazine. Uh, you know, I'll tell you something. I don't mind when they've got a little one by their... 
Yeah. Poussoir. Like a, a, a little, little tram stamp. But I'll tell you, yeah. when you see the sleeves uh, from, yeah. from the shoulder exactly. down, yeah. or you got them on the arm or the neck or the, on the boob, doesn't do a thing for me. Nor me. Doesn't do a thing. Tommy D? <laughs> no, it's got to be in the right place. Right place, right time. That's what I say. But when you see him, I mean, I, was in, I remember, Steve, we're at the IPCPR convention in Vegas, and we're walking down the hallway, and these women, beautiful women, have these tattoo sleeves from their neck all the way down to their arm. It is not attractive. No, it's not. And I understand that thing, you have to change with the times, that more women today have little tats, but when I see them on the arm, the shoulder, that just doesn't do a thing for me. No, I think the, the female form as an unblemished canvas is beautiful in its own right. I agree. There's nothing like a gorgeous woman with a big rack and a nice hourglass shapely figure. You don't need anything else. Now, a little bit here and there, no problem. In a short, skimpy dress showing major rackage and stackage and a lot of leg, I'm all for that. Screw leaving it to the imagination. I like seeing the short, the hot women in the short dresses. It works for me. Showing. All right, when we come back, we will talk my favorite breed of dog, the Deutscher Schafferhund, the German Shepherd. Big win this week at the Westminster Dog Show. Download the Cigar Dave mobile app for Android, Kindle, and iOS so you can listen to the general anytime, anywhere. The Cigar Dave mobile app is presented by Diamond Crown. Search Cigar Dave in the App Store today. In 1964, Jose O. Padron began rolling cigars bearing his name in modest surroundings with one guiding principle, always focus on quality, never on quantity. Nearly 40 years later, Padron cigars are recognized for their superior taste and majestic construction. The result of Padron controlling all aspects of the cigar making process, including planting their own seeds, growing and curing their own tobacco, and constantly supervising the rolling room. To Wall Street, it is called vertical integration. To the Padron family, it's called making great cigars. The Padron lines include the Padron 1964 Anniversary Series and the Padron Traditional line. All Padron cigars are wrapped in Nicaraguan sun-grown Habano tobacco, available in natural or maduro. Experience Padron. For your Padron retailer, call 1-800-453-5635. When Padron is on the band, quality is a matter of family honor. Surgeon General warning. Tobacco use increases the risk of infertility, stillbirth, and low birth weight. The brand new Cigar Dave mobile app for both iPhone and Android devices is finally out. If you go right now, either to the iTunes store or the Google Play store, search for Cigar Dave and download our brand new app. It allows you to listen to the show live on your mobile device. You can listen to all of our podcasts. The last 10 podcasts are always available. Cigar Dave Daily Briefings. Additionally, it gives you direct access within the app to our Twitter page, our Facebook page. We also have the ability for you to call the show during the show right from the app, as well as send me a text message and an email. We also put in a couple of bonus items. You can get a weather uh, uh, alert as well as an alarm clock. It is the brand new Cigar Dave mobile app. You can listen to the Cigar Dave show anytime any place, anywhere. Go right now to the iTunes Store or Google Play Store and download the brand new Cigar Dave mobile app.
From pleasure, command and control, it's the General Cigar Dave. Well, we're going to talk about my favorite breed of German Shepherd in the next segment. Big win for the German Shepherd breed, the Deutscher Schafferhund at the Westminster Kennel Club, but I want to make sure I have plenty of time to espouse about the wonderful nature of the breed. But you know that alpha males have been under attack. We've been under attack for over 40 years. The feminist movement, the National Association of Unattractive Women have been going after us. They want to blame alpha males and men for the causes of all evil. Well, this grabbed my attention. A Manhattan pharmacy is instituting a 7% man tax because of sexism. Now, we always hear about the feminists saying we have to have gender equality. Everybody should be paid the same. There should be fairness. But really, the feminists don't want fairness. They don't want equality. They want superiority. If you look today, the majority of college graduates are female. The majority of law school graduates are female. I believe the majority of medical school graduates now, I know secondary degree graduates, are female. So this nonsense that there's a glass ceiling for women, we have to shatter it, they're being kept down, is a load of poppycock. It doesn't exist. It is not true. But this is a perfect example of attacking men for their gender. A, in protest of American, America's sexism towards women and the nonsensical gender wage gap, the Thompson Chemist's Pharmacy in Soho in Manhattan have announced that all male customers will be subjected to an extra 7% man tax. Now, if that's not discriminatory, I don't know what is. To walk in and you're a man, you're going to pay 7% more. Can you imagine if you did that and say there's going to be a female tax? Because at our business, every time a female comes in, they're naggy, they're whiny, they're bitchy, they're moody, they're pain in the ass. So you know what? We're going to put a 20% nag tax on dames. What do you think would happen? That's sexist, Dave. That is correct. And I would agree with that. Mm. Now, the premise that they're, they can be nags and they can be kvetchy, that I can't disagree with. There's no dispute that. But the pharmacy began posting signs in their windows saying, new store policy, all female customers shop tax-free, all male customers are subject to a 7% man tax. The store's feminist owner, Jolie Aloni, hey, how you doing, Jolie Aloni? Let me hear that, Mick, go ahead. How you doing, Jolie Aloni? That sounds like a mob name. Hey, Jolie Aloni. Doesn't it, Tommy? Yes, it does. Jolie Aloni implemented the man tax to level the playing field against America's sexism and also to show support for Hillary Clinton against Donald Trump. Well, we saw how that worked out, didn't we? Yeah. She said, we thought it would be a great idea. We wanted to share that women deserve to get a break and men deserve to be charged 7% more. Women are spending more in general and we make less. Now, that is a load of poppycock. So we deserve to have a break, she said. Some couples were a little upset about it, saying, F you, you're being a sexist and to get a lawyer. She said, I don't care. We live in a big world, and I think we need to raise awareness and taxes on men. Now, she doesn't care. Great. By that standard, 
I wonder what she would say if the florist next door or the bakery next door with a woman coming in saying, you know what, I want to, uh, I'm going to be married to my female partner. I'm a lesbian. We are lesbianic lovers. Not that there's anything wrong with that. And Jerry Seinfeld said, not I that am, there's anything wrong I with that. I am as well. I love women. I am as well. Listen, I have no problem as long as they're hot and I can watch. Yes, exactly. If they came into the store and said, we want this cake, and the people said, you know, we just don't want to do this. Or there's going to be an extra 10% tax because we don't believe in what you're doing. What do you think this Joni Aloni and every other feminist would do? They would raise holy hell. And by her blatantly discriminating against men, this is, in my estimation, I'd like to see the city of New York go after saying, that's discriminatory. And this nonsense that women make less is baloney. Because it is a proven case where many women say, look, and I have multiple friends that tell me, one's an attorney, and she said, look, I was making the same, if not more, than my peers. I went to halftime. I don't want to work every day. I'm raising my kids by choice, and I don't want to come in, and I don't want to be full-time. I get paid halftime. I get paid on what I work, and that's the arrangement that I made. And I don't have to go into the office, except on rare occasions. So do I make less? Yes, by choice, because I'm not working 40 hours. But my 20 hours that I'm working, I'm getting the same as what I was making, but I'm making less because I'm working less time. And that's what the feminists do not take into account. Yes. They, they and that is the problem. But this is absolute, clear, blatant sexism, and I have a huge problem with it. And I am getting fed up, frankly. I'm getting tired of men on a consistent basis getting bashed because we are to blame for everything. We're to blame for women making less. We're to blame because women are miserable. We're to blame because women, uh, women are, not, uh, are not advancing at rapidly a rate, which is all nonsense. It is not fact, and that is the problem. And I say enough is enough. I'm proud to be an alpha male. You're all proud to be an alpha male. We don't apologize for being strong. We don't apologize for being decisive. We don't apologize for wanting to work hard and enjoy the fruits of our labor. We don't apologizing for having a giant set of nads, or as I have in front of me, balls of steel. And any man that does apologize, that wants to put his head between his tail, I have a big problem. I have zero respect for those women. And in fact, I will tell you, women don't respect men that put their head between their tail. Women want decisive men. They want men that lead. They want men that act like alpha males. And they want those men that have giant sets of nads. Would you not agree, Mick? Is it the same way in the UK? Most definitely, General. And we're being bashed in the UK as you guys are here. Well, we are battling it one unattractive feminist at a time here on the Cigar Dave Show. When we come back, we will talk about rumor the Deutscher Schaffrehund, the German shepherd that won the grand prize at the Westminster Dog Show in New York earlier this week. I will pontificate about the breed. It is the breed that I have grown up with, the breed that is my canine companion, Sultan. We will talk about that as we continue front and center celebrating all things alpha unapologetically on the Cigar Dave Show. You need to add some alpha to your Facebook newsfeed. 
By following The General, you'll get the latest intel in the world of cigars, info on the show each week, and see what The General is smoking. Click like at Facebook.com slash Cigar Dave. Okay, people, we've just been awarded the Brickhouse Ad Account. Now, this cigar was named Best Bargain Cigar of 2009 by Cigar Aficionado, got a 91 rating, plus it's the hottest cigar on the market. So, we need an award-winning slogan. He's a brick. How? What about, it's not your grandfather's cigar? Ah, it's been done. Next? How about good to the last draw? Ah, something original, people. You deserve a brick today? Who are you? Do you even work here? Excuse me, sir. Am I to understand that every Brickhouse cigar is built with all the flavor and quality of the premium cigars of yesteryear? Yesteryear? Really? That's right, Bixby. But yeah, it costs around five bucks each. Indeed. Well, sir, people don't really need a slogan. They don't? No, sir. Then what do they need? Five bucks and a comfortable chair. Five bucks and a comfortable chair, genius! Meet the perfect cigar to share with friends. Brickhouse by J.C. Newman. Handmade in Nicaragua with a fine Havana Subido wrapper. Brickhouse starts out earthy and crisp and burns well-rounded and smooth. Nothing stands the test of a good time like a Brickhouse. For more, visit BrickhouseCigars.com. Sheep's carcass. The general viciously shreds the enemies of pleasure and licks his blood soaked chops with the taste of victory. Well, interesting we talk about the wolves because the German shepherd has the most DNA of any canine of the wolf in its DNA profile. And if you look at German shepherds, if you look at their profile, if you look at, even listen to their bark, their howl, very, very similar to a wolf. And I am partial to the German Shepherd. I grew up with German Shepherds. I have a German Shepherd now, a very regal, very noble dog. And when you look at the German Shepherd, they are confident, they are courageous, they are smart, they are noble, they are steady, they are loyal as hell, and they are the perfect companion. In fact, you... I believe that of all dogs, the most special bond takes place between a German Shepherd and its human. No ifs, ands, or buts. Well, this week, and every time I watch the Westminster Dog Show, I always say, German Shepherd win, should win, without any question. Well, this week, for only the second time in the history of the Westminster Dog Show, which goes back to 1877, a German Shepherd, a female named Rumor, won the grand prize and crowned America's top dog this past Tuesday when last year she came in second. Everybody cheered at Madison Square Garden. Five-year-old rumor beat out a Norwegian elk hound, a Pekingese, Pekingese, that's not a dog, that's a cat, a miniature poodle, that's definitely a cat, an Irish setter, not bad, I like a boxer, and a Norwich terrier. The Irish setter finished second. 
The judge said the German Shepherd standard talks about quality and nobility. When you recognize it, it hits you at home, and that's what it really is. She is just magnificent. Rumor's name for the hit song by Adele called Rumor Has It. 104th career win for Rumor, and this would be her last show. She is retiring. Way to go out on top. On top. 2,800 dogs entered. She was named the top dog. Now, the German Shepherd, to me, when you look at the German Shepherd, it is by far the greatest breed. I grew up with multiple Shepherds. The first German Shepherd we had was Prince. I think I was six years old. We only had Prince for about two years because he had the temperament and the drive more suitable to be a canine working dog. So at two, my parents decided that the Buffalo Police Canine Unit would be a far better home for the dog. So we, uh, we gave the dog there because he had a very strong drive, a working drive, not suitable for the temperament of being in a house with kids. And there are really two types. I know my breeder, uh, Mike over at Pendragon Acres Canine up in Wikiwachi, Florida, phenomenal breeder, phenomenal dogs. They're strong, they're big, they're healthy. Uh, he breeds for health. My dog, Sultan, who now is 11 and a half, exceptional hips, Great standard of the German Shepherd, very noble, dark, very distinguished-looking dog. Mick, would you not agree? Absolutely, 100%. And I remember being in uh, Humidor 1A there with your general. Before broadcast maneuvers, you brought Sultan in with you. And he That's was right. a little pub. He had, well, he had hand, well, uh, sorry, feet like shovels. He was like really big. He had big paws. But yes, he did. He had big claws. There's no doubt about it. He had uh, big mitts, yes. as they say. And I think at the time you first met him, I think it was maybe like uh, four months old, five months yeah. old. He was a pup. Yeah. And uh, now he's 105 pounds of oh, pure muscle. Yes. And he's a very faithful and slowing down a little bit. Yeah. But I'll tell you what. Still on guard and still very, very protective, but friendly. When I let people in that he knows, very, very trusting, very protective, but always keeps an eye out, especially for you, Mick. Well, yeah. You're a little suspicious looking. Yeah, but I like, I like looking. Well, you're not going to mess with me, and I'm confident with him because they sense fear as well, and they'll play with it because of their intelligence. That's correct. Well, so we had a Prince. Then we had Pasha for 14 years, who was a great dog, and then uh, we had... Baron, I was already at college, and my, my parents got Baron. Uh, correction, Rocky first. Rocky lived till 10, and then we had Rocky, who unfortunately died too early of bloat at eight and a half years. Rocky, or correction, Baron was just a great dog, very loyal, really my mother's personal companion. And then 11 and a half years ago, I got Sultan, named him Sultan because his official name is Pendragon's Royal Sultan. And when you look at him, he exudes... Royalness. He just has the look of nobility. And his father's name, ironically, was Baron. Oh. And he was, at, for those of you that went to some of our uh, uh, cigar festivals and other live broadcasts, we would bring both of them with us, and you would see him at many shows. But let's talk about German Shepherds, because it goes back to 1908 when Colonel Max von Stephanus Max von Stefanitz was the founder of the breed, the first president of the Verein für Deutsche Schafferhund, which was basically the club of the German Shepherd. And he purchased a, the first dog that he saw that he wanted to breed, that he saw that represented what he was looking at, was in 1899, the dog was named Hector Linkerschein. By the way, the German, a very guttural language, you have to pronounce oh, yeah. You can't say it's not easy Hector Linkerschein, it's no. Hector Linkerschein. It's not easy on the ear. But he changed the name to Horan van Grafrath. 
and Horn was used as the primary breeding stud and is the foundation of the German Shepherd breed as we know it. And he wanted a breed that was smart, that was trainable, that was loyal, that was dependable, that was fearless. And when you look at German Shepherds at what they do, not only are they used for canine for police work, they're used for seeing eye dogs. They're used for companion dogs. In fact, my breeder, Pendragon Acres Canine, they're using many German Shepherd as uh, PSD dogs to calm mm. the people that are coming back, the, the former uh, enlisted men and women of the military that need a dog to assist them. So you look, they are so just varied in their uses, but, but very, very regal and very intelligent. And so one of the things that when you look at it, the German Shepherd, now I like the darker German Shepherds. Now, the dog that won is a very nice look, I must say. It reminds me of the dog that we had Pasha growing up. It was at a dark muzzle, but had light gold underneath, black with light gold markings. So rumor was very, very, you know, I would say black, but a lot of gold. Whereas Sultan, very dark, with some tan, underbelly is silver, just a very, very elegant. But when you look at the German Shepherd, which by the way, in Britain, they're known as Alsatians. Alsatians, and we had one. Her name was Lady. And I actually got stopped as a kid walking along the road by an old German couple. And what they remarked on was the, across that, because she was a black and tan, but across the, the head between the ears was a dark band on top of the tan. And they said that is the mark of a very good pedigree dog. That is correct. And when you look, and by the way, you can have all black German Shepherds, but you, a white German Shepherd, even though they're great dogs, that is a hereditary fault, so you can't show them right. in dog shows. But they still have the same temperament and the same uh, intelligence and nobility as other German Shepherds. One of the things I find very interesting uh, of the German Shepherd, and again, I'm a huge unabashed German Shepherd fan, is that they are great with kids, but the German Shepherd has a very high drive. Because of their intelligence, remember, German Shepherds are like all dogs, they're packed dogs, but they always want a challenge for alphaness, to be the alpha leader. A German Shepherd requires an absolute alpha leader. You cannot have a beta master. I've got several friends that have German Shepherds, and the dogs would jump on the couch, and the dogs would be all over the place, and they baby the dogs. Mm -hmm. Ten minutes with me, with my alphaness, yep. with my voice, with my commanding presence, changed the disposition of the dog. They understand that I am the alpha. They will not challenge me. And it's amazing because this one dog would come to my house and would never, ever go on my couch or any of my sofas or any of the furniture. Goes back to her house, <laughs> jumps all over the place. Yes. But with me, and she's like, I can't, I don't understand it. I said, because when he comes here, he knows that I am the alpha yep. and does not challenge that. But German shepherds require a lot of exercise, a lot of mind stimulation, and they must have an alpha as the head of the pack, an alpha human. If not, they will challenge for alpha. That doesn't mean they're bad dogs. It just means they're used to running the show. They want to be the pack leader. And when I spotted Sultan, I went to my breeder, and the father and the mother, the sire and the dam, were just incredible-looking dogs. His mother was all black. The father, barren, very noble, just incredible disposition, beautiful markings, gold and tan, or, gold and, or, or, or actually black and red, black and tan. The breeder told me, he said, look, they're going to produce 
dogs that are not for the working for canines or military, but for wonderful house pets. They're smart, they'll have drive, but they're going to have a great disposition. And in fact, Sultan's mother comes from a line of bomb sniffers, the Dorfichen line in Belgium, German Shepherds yeah. from Belgium. And, and I tell people this all the time. They say, oh, I want to get a, D a German Shepherd from the Czech Republic or from Germany. That's a load of bunk. You want to bond with the dog early. You want to go to a reputable breeder. You want to be able to meet the sire and the dam, the father and the mother, because they are direct descendants. And I'll tell you, I went in. Both the mother and father had great dispositions. They weren't uh, hostile. They were friendly. As soon as I was let in the door, they were, they were incredible to be around. And when, the, when uh, uh, Suda, who was Sultan's mother, had the litter, my breeder called me and said, come on up. They're only a week old, but I already know which one's going to be the pick of the litter because I'm going to give you the pick of the litter. Of course, I'm the alpha. I have to have the pick of the litter. <laughs> and at eight days old, he knew it. I said, how do you know? He said, I can tell. He's resting his head on all the other ones. There's just something about it. It's a natural instinct. I came back three weeks later when the dog was four weeks. Sure enough, he was the one that was at the top when they were resting. His head was on everybody else. He was the leader. You could pick him out already. He just had those those traits. And I have had him since he was eight weeks old, and he has been an exceptional companion, loyal, very smart, very friendly, very sociable, which is exactly what you want. And I will tell you that he is a dame magnet. Women, he loves the dames, yes. and the dames love him anywhere you go. So I am... I am not part. I'm in, not impartial in any way, shape, or form. I'm 100% partial. I love the German Shepherd breed. They are phenomenal. They are incredibly smart. They are incredibly loyal. And when you look at the dog, the way they have their ears up, nice and erect, the way they're at attention, you just can tell. And I'll post some pictures of Sultan on alert because when you see him, there is no disputing it. And you can hear his bark a mile away. Nobody will screw them. I walk with him in the mornings. And he's very friendly, but when people see him, they go to the other side because they don't know. But I will say this. People say there are a lot of bad dogs. There are a lot of bad owners. Yes. Yeah. There are people that do not know how to handle their dog. And I understand that as an owner, it's my responsibility to keep, number one, Sultan in control, to keep him on a leash. There is a leash law here in Tampa and many other cities. And what drives me crazy is when you see people that don't abide by the leash laws, that say, oh, my dog is fine. There are people that are afraid of dogs. And I respect that. But... I always make sure that people understand that I'm in control of my dog, that he's not going to get out of control, that if somebody's uncomfortable, I'm going to lead them away from the dog. I'm going to lead the dog away. I'm not going to put him in a position. And I find that it is these little chick dogs, these little glorified cats, these yappers that aren't on leashes that go after him. Mm. And Sultan is very calm. And these dogs will bark at him and yap at him until one of the dogs tries to snap at his paw, at which point he'll show some teeth, take his paw, smack it down on the dog and say, don't screw with me. Enough is enough. But what bothers me is when you see dog owners that don't keep their dog on a leash and they're out in public. That is wrong. They're doing a disservice to their dog and to other people who may not be dog friendly. And I'm going to tell you, when you see other dogs going to attack, I can't, and I tell them, you better get your dog in control because if your dog attacks my dog, Sultan, I cannot be responsible for what he will do. And that is what I see, and it drives me crazy. Just like we see wussified betas in the male species, we see wussified beta dog owners 
that allow the dog to be alpha, that don't have their dog in control. And I think that every dog owner should have mandatory go through a two, three week class on how to properly control your dog, obedience training, and how to properly make sure your dog is in control at all times. Sometimes when dogs go crazy, it's because of the owner. What do I mean by that? Sit, stay, come, go. they they like have a nervous breakdown. Well, I believe that the dogs take on the personality of their human masters. Mm-hmm. And I see many female, uh, many dogs that have female owners, these little dogs that are nervous, that are yappy, that are like little nags. Mm. They take on the direct <laughs> personality of their owner. That's 100% true. Why is Sultan in command and calm at all times? Why? Because I am in command, confident, and, and in command at all times. And that is is the key. So when I see these people that are owners of dogs that let their dogs run around without a leash and don't have control, they are betas. They are doing a disservice for all dog owners around the world. Keep control of your dog. And I am proud to say I'm a German Shepherd owner. It is the only breed I would have because to me they are the smartest, most faithful, most loyal of any and most confident and most protective of any of the dogs around. And I have people that say, oh, I'm going to take my dog to be a killer. You don't need to do that. No. 99.9% of the time, people hear a dog's bark, especially a big German shepherd that weighs 105 pounds, that looks intimidating, they're going to walk the other way. But when you walk into a house and somebody's got a dog that they have to put in a crate or put outside because this dog can't be kept in control, that is a big problem. The German Shepherd dog wins the Westminster Dog Show, finally I say. But to me, the German Shepherd breed wins every day of the year every month of the year, every year of the decade, and every year of in perpetuity. Love the German Shepherd breed. The final and concluding segment of this edition of the Cigar Dave Show comes your way next. Woof, woof. The February selection for the Cigar Dave Officers Club is a Rocky Patel sampler, including the Rocky Patel 15th anniversary, which commemorates Rocky's 15th anniversary in the cigar industry. This is a robust cigar with notes of toasted spices, roasted coffee, and almonds, which comes from the finest aged tobaccos from Nicaragua. It's easy to join the Officers Club to have these cigars shipped directly to you. Just log on to CigarDave.com. As a cigar connoisseur, one of the pleasures that we derive is walking into our retailer's humidor and seeing the latest and greatest in the world of cigars. Nine years ago, I had the idea that I wanted to share great cigars with the cigar lieutenants. So, the Officers Club was born. Every month, you will receive three fantastic premium cigars direct to your door, shipped in a very dapper Officers Club customized Ziploc cigar pouch. $22.95 per month gets you the latest and greatest in the world of cigars. No long-term contracts. You can cancel whenever you want. You enjoy great cigars right to your door. Names like Perdomo, Diamond Crown, Brickhouse, San Latano, Rocky Patel, Torano, CAO, Avo, Camacho, Greycliff, and many more. Join the Officers Club today. Go to CigarDave.com, click on Officers Club, and for $22.95, you'll get the latest and greatest in the world of cigars. Hi, this is Rocky Patel. If you're a beginner, or if you just enjoy a great mild cigar like I do in the morning, I suggest you try the Vintage 99. This seven-year-old Connecticut wrapper delivers a creamy, 
mild, smooth flavor. It's very, very balanced on your palate, and it absolutely is delightful. Tons of flavor, a perfect draw, and an incredible ash. This cigar is smooth. It will entice you to enjoying more and more of the vintage 99s. It's just a nice, great, balanced, smooth cigar. Look for it, the oldest Connecticut shape in the market today. I'm Rocky Patel, and I promise you, nobody works harder than we do to make you a great quality cigar. Come visit us at RockyPatel.com. Surgeon General warning, cigar smoking can cause cancer and heart disease. Alpha Male with Nads of Steel, the General Cigar Dave. Let's listen to Chico and the Gypsies for just a moment. Get you right in the mood. I received many emails and uh, tweets, Facebook postings from Alphas, Lieutenant, saying, General, what is the music you play, that great flamenco, that Spanish music? Well, it's either Chico and the Gypsies, Novamenco, Otmar Liebert, of course, the Gypsy Kings, which are very popular. Any of those, you buy any of their CDs or go, go on to the uh, iTunes store or Spotify or Amazon, you cannot go wrong. It will get you in the mood. I love that flamenco. Love the the sound. I love the orchestration. And when you're having a cigar, it's great music to walk to. I just hope the lieutenants were singing along with this one. Fantastic. <laughs> Even if you don't know the words, you can you can hum along. Now, Mick, you will find this near and dear to you dear to your heart. A Pennsylvania State University study has found that a beer a day helps prevent stroke and heart disease. So that explains why you have a case a day. Correct. (laughs) You will never have heart disease. Hopefully not. A study of 80,000 adults found the natural decline in high-density lipoprotein, HDL, which is the good cholesterol, was slowed by a moderate intake of alcohol. Whoops, Mick, the problem with you is you don't do anything moderate. I think when they're talking about moderate, they're talking maybe about a pint of beer a day, (laughs) not a case or a keg. A pint a day? Yeah, that's it, Mick. I know that's tough. Yeah. The results showed that one or two daily servings of alcohol for a man. Now, wait a minute. Mick, your normal servings are one to do. Your servings are a keg. So one or two kegs, I guess, in your case. Did you say one or two a day? No, it's it's one or two an hour with me. That's about right. Yeah. That's why I got the IV hooked up to you. (laughs) So one or two servings of alcohol for men a day or up to one for a woman was associated with a slower HDL decline than either not drinking at all or drinking too heavily. While the trend applied to both beer and spirits, the effect was most visible for drinkers of brewski. Who would have thought? Maybe there's something in the hops, something in the barley. Who knows? Research was conducted amongst Chinese adults. The findings were presented at the American Heart Association. 
And the new research showed that moderate drinking arrested the decline in HDL as people got older, more than twice as much than heavy drinking. So, Mick, not good for you. The heavy drinking... We'll see. You should be six feet under right about now. You're defying <laughs> the odds. You are defying the odds. Now, this is a classic. As we know, many people are starting to boycott anything to do with Trump. Ivanka Trump's clothing line, Donald Trump's uh, apartments, his, his real estate, his tower. Well, a number of years ago, uh, actually, I think this goes back, uh, I want to say, 2008, the Trump family bought the Kluge Estate Winery in Vineyard in 2011 for $6.2 million. It was already an operating vineyard winery. Well, Wegmans, a very renowned supermarket chain, carries 237 different wines from 58 Virginia wineries. Of course, the National Association Organization of Women wanted a boycott. The president said she'll personally stop, not shop at Wegmans. And Wegmans said, look, our criteria is if the wine sells, we have a wide variety. If it sells, we carry it. If it doesn't, we don't. Well, what happened? The pro-Trump people went to the 10 different stores of Wegmans in Virginia. They bought it all, sold out. <laughs> sold out. So screw the boycotters and the National Organization of Unattractive Women. Mick the Brit, as always, we appreciate you joining us. Back to the UK for you. Tommy D, thanks for the hospitality here at Davidoff of Geneva in the Cigar City of Tampa. Cigar Dave, the general saying, Mayor Humidor, always be full. Mayor Cutter, always be sharp. Mayor Ashby, extra, extra long. Make America great again. Long live the Alpha.